0: Welcome or welcome back. We are your hosts, Ellie.
1: And Dulce. And today we're talking about 10 different ways we self-sabotage and how to break those habits. So So what is self-sabotaging? Self-sabotage is the behavior that creates problems in your day-to-day life and interferes with your long-term goals. It is the things that you do or don't do that prevent you from accomplishing those goals. So this is a episode that i think is very hand in hand with what we did last episode
0: in last episode we were talking about specifically how we stay motivated
1: right and i feel like a lot of or the 10 different ways that we self-sabotage we did talk or we touched base Mm -hmm. last episode because a lot of them have to do with staying motivated you know and being your best self and all of that Mm -hmm. so without further ado let's get started on the list so number one way to self-sabotage is procrastination
0: i think we're everybody in this planet is guilty of this first one yes myself included (laughs) same
1: let's start this by saying that we are not perfect in this we are saying all of this with a grain of salt and also we're going through the learning process of fixing all of these problems
0: ourselves right right because i think even though the people who have overcame this issue in terms of procrastination i think they still do it just they learn how to manage it a lot better so they don't procrastinate for as long or as many times as someone would do it who still has that very prominent issue right so it's not like it's something that you once you learn it you never do it ever again and that's it like i don't think that's how it's ever going to be right because i mean we're only human you know (laughs) i think that's just in our nature to do
1: for sure we'll mess up again yeah and again (laughs) yeah i think
0: (laughs) procrastination has become a habit for us that is very hard to let go
1: oh for sure and i think it goes as far as back as far back as high school Mm -hmm. or maybe even middle school for me it started in school where i would have projects do homework studying for tests Mm -hmm. and i would
0: until the very last minute
1: yes that i think that's where it started for me leaving everything to the very last minute and because i learned how to do it to the very last minute and still got it done i took that with me into adulthood because Mm -hmm. i was like well i mean as long as i get it done right right why does it matter if i procrastinate or not it's getting done Mm -hmm. but let's be honest that is a former that is a form of self-sabotaging because you're not allowing yourself to do it with time Mm -hmm. you're always stressed (laughs)
0: like It's just not good. Right. And like, whereas if you do it with the head of time, you have more time to learn properly without the added stress. Right. It started for me like around that same time too. And it also didn't help that like once I started doing it that way where I would study the night before or like sometimes I would be studying the class before. (laughs) Okay. Like (laughs) if I felt like I didn't need to pay attention in that class and I knew I had an exam for like the next class that I was going to go to. I would be studying, or if not, I'd be doing the homework for that class (laughs) all the time. But I think the fact that it always worked out that way for us, we're like, oh well, I can do it later, you know. I can do it at night. And then I think the added pressure or that stress of needing to do it kind of motivated (laughs) you to do it. You know, it's like, well, and right now I don't feel like doing it because I'm not stressed, but like Once the day got closer or the time got closer, it's like, okay, now I need to do it because now I feel motivated because I feel stressed (laughs) because you have to do it now.
1: But no, procrastination is so bad. And I, like you said, I think it's a top one for all of us because we love leaving things to the last minute. Mm -hmm. And maybe it starts off with the intention of not leaving it to the last minute but that's what it becomes because i'm sure everyone's familiar with this where you say okay i'll do it like let's say it's 1 p.m i'll do it at two.
0: Oh my god and
1: then two comes around and you missed it and you look at the clock it's 2 15 you're like well i missed it let I'll me try at three <laughs> and then it keeps pushing next thing you know it's 9 p.m and you're like well now i gotta go to sleep so mm-hmm. mañana <laughs> yeah
0: i've done that so many times i still do that
1: same same <laughs> and i'm like instead of missing just 15 minutes mm-hmm. i decide to lose a whole
0: day right <laughs> like why why does that make sense like it makes sense in the moment but later on you're like why the fuck did i do that
1: honestly because like we've said that's stress of mm-hmm. it and then for me it's not just the stress because when i it's a different kind of stress it's not just like life stress it's time crunch
0: strange crime what? time crunch <laughs> Stress, girl said. Crime. What crimes are we? <laughs> Where did that in here? come from? <laughs> are my dreams coming into play for you right now? That was so bad. But <laughs> well, you know what I'm trying to say.
1: And it's so funny because, like, my mom will call me and I answer a certain way, and she's like, "Are you stressed?" Because. I have a very particular way about me when I am on a time crunch mm-hmm. like I'll get very irritated I get mad like everything just irritates me everything anybody tells me like I'm just on edge yeah and so it just runs everything for me like I'm stressed my head hurts um, sometimes I get sweaty mm-hmm. like if I'm working like whatever it is like when I used to work in school projects so like I'd be holding a pencil or a pen or marker or whatever my hands would be really sweaty As crazy as it sounds, the next day, a lot of hair would fall out. (laughs) Like, my stress level would be on another level. But would I change? No. No. Yeah. It's not until I got, until now that I'm getting into adulthood. Well, I am in adulthood. Been in adulthood for a fat (laughs) minute. But, like, now that I'm getting older, becoming, I feel like, a better person, a different person. Now it's like, okay, I need to change this because... I leave a lot of important things to the last minute Mm -hmm. and we've talked about this and it's something that I am currently struggling with Mm -hmm. and it's not, it's way more serious than just a project I didn't turn in, you know, but yeah, don't procrastinate.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I feel you on that. I think I, lately I've been putting on a few things on hold. Oh, and here's the issue with me. Like I'll, I'm like, I'll create a to-do list for myself, right? Mm-hmm. I literally have one as we speak on my phone that I was doing for, like, this week where I'll make a to-do list and then I get to a particular thing in my to-do list, but then I, like, for some reason, it reminds me of something else that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So and I add it to my list. So I add, like, originally I'll have, like, five things and then I'll end up with, like, 20 things later on, right? Mm-hmm. And I end up doing all the other things. 15 things that I had <laughs> added and the first five things that I put on like there, started with those are the very last things that I do <laughs> like why do I do that to myself you know so like okay hold up. examples examples hold up wait okay okay so on my to-do list I had put I need to scrub this chair that we have outside mm-hmm two of them actually uh, because i left my pumpkin on there and it kind of oh is that decaying. what it was yeah it
1: looked like puke i it saw is. it and i thought someone had puked on it <laughs> that's
0: gross <laughs> i mean both of them are gross but yeah i just need to scrub it because it was just the stain from the pumpkin yeah and i need to shower my dog and i need to clean my makeup brushes before christmas <sighs> and i need to return some shoes that i got the wrong size for i got an eight and a half instead of a six and a half why how because I was irritated and I just kind of wanted to leave the store. And, oh,
1: it was a physical store? Yeah. But still, why? How? You didn't look at it? Or you just figured these will fit?
0: Originally, I had the right box. Uh-huh. The right box shoe it was a six and a half. But then I put it down to go look at this other shoe. And then I got frustrated because they didn't have the size that I was looking for in that one. Mm-hmm. And I had to prefer those shoes. And so then I went back and I thought I had to put it at the very top. And it wasn't that one, so mm. I grabbed the wrong
1: box. Okay, but yeah. So it was accidental. Because mm-hmm. the six from an eight—that's a big old jump.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know. my My feet aren't that big. I have really small feet, but. And then I started making a grocery shopping list on top of this list, and it's just—I mean, it's helpful. I will—I will say that—to <laughs> have these lists, but I have way too many lists. That sometimes I forget I have these lists. And if you don't remember that you have a list, well, that doesn't really help you. So,
1: (laughs) here's a technique it doesn't work.
0: (laughs) Have a good day. Don't use it. That's it. See you in two weeks. Make one list, keep it at whatever you have it as. Don't start adding more things. But here's the thing. So I'll have the thing on my list where it's like you can check it off, right? Mm -hmm. On your notes. And I have like, I don't know, it's a good feeling being able to check things off. So it's like, let's say I have those things on my list, right? But then I like go and do something else. I'm like, oh, let me add that to my list so I could check it off. (laughs) Girl. I'm like, So I didn't do those, the original (laughs) things, but I got all this other stuff done. So it makes me feel good. Yeah.
1: So I think that's an important one because we did tell you guys that we are going to kind of help you in breaking these habits. Mm -hmm. Personally, I don't think I have a very good piece of advice for procrastination. Because like I
0: said, it's something that I'm struggling with. Same here. Clearly my advice. (laughs) Don't don't take my advice because clearly it's not even working for me. Yeah, I mean,
1: the only thing I would say is try to remember how you feel when you're stressed, when you do everything the last minute and just Hazlo porque lo tienes que hacer. Mm-hmm. get your ass off that couch because more than likely you're on the couch watching TV or scrolling through your phone yeah. or laying down in bed doing those mm-hmm. two things. Stop it. <laughs> get up and do it. Yep. I know it's not very good advice, guys. We promise we have better for mm-hmm. the other nine. <laughs> But, yeah. yeah, no, procrastination, I think it's a it's a struggle for me. For sure. Like, same here. a present struggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I said, we're not here to judge and tell you this is how you do it, this is how you fix it, because we kind of are going through the same thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> same. Yeah. But I think w- just a the theory, okay, I'm not saying that this will work for you. It's good in paper, theory, on paper. Okay. Is maybe building habits to incorporate that to that i guess to-do list or whatever you have to get done especially if it's like a recurring thing create like a habit that way it's a habit for it that way you do it more ahead of time Mm -hmm. that even makes sense i don't know try to make a habit that includes whatever you're trying to do Mm -hmm. i'm gonna try this out and i'll let you know how about that
1: I would say the biggest problem with procrastinating, like I said in the beginning, is it's getting in the way of your goals. Mm-hmm. So the way we see it is, you know, those long-term goals, whether it be you want a promotion, you want a bigger home, you want a better car, you want to start your business. Procrastination, in my opinion, is going to be probably number one barrier mm-hmm. of you reaching those goals. Right. Because we're going to speak from experience when you're trying to start your own business and you're putting everything to the last minute, not only are you going to be stressed, but it's not going to be to the best of your ability Mm -hmm. because you're just trying to get it done. Right. When you take your time, when you make lists, when you make deadlines for yourself, you know, to not be (laughs) in that position, you're doing the best possible work that you can because you're taking your time, you're doing your research, you're, not stretching yourself out thin, Mm -hmm. because let's be real, it's still life. You have a thousand things going on. So it's not just that one thing you're trying to get done. Mm -hmm. It's that thing plus a thousand more behind that. And when you don't give yourself that time, you don't allow yourself that time, you're going to get in your own way. That's why it's called self-sabotaging. And that's not good. Obviously, you're not reaching your full potential. You're not reaching your best self in whatever aspect that may be of life. That's -hmm. why I think procrastination is like number one Mm -hmm. barrier.
0: For sure. And in terms of like business, uh, for my experience anyway, I've realized that whenever I procrastinate, particularly for our shared business that we're trying to create together, if I procrastinate so much to it where I feel stressed out, whenever I'm doing it towards the very, very end, like the day before or something like that, that stress doesn't allow me to enjoy doing it. So it's like, I kind of don't even want to do it at that point. I'm doing it just because it needs to get done, not because I enjoy it. Or as on the other times where I've literally taken uh, one of our recent projects, I've been working on it for like a month already. I've actually really enjoyed doing it and I'm getting it done ahead of time kind mm-hmm. of like our due date for it mm-hmm. and I've actually enjoyed doing it you know what I mean and and it's because I haven't had that stress put on myself or I haven't put that stress on myself of like oh my gosh it's not done it's not done I need to get it done you
1: know? it's due tomorrow know. <laughs> yeah. yeah and then especially when with everything being techno technological nowadays whenever you have a project due more than likely you're gonna have to email it upload it some sort of deal with technology and
0: we and don't add- we don't want to forget the technical issues that we always experience because technology kind of hates us yes and let's be real when you're already stressed live to live at oh my gosh i cannot speak <laughs> life
1: likes to add that like -hmm. Stress, you know that added stress. So, like, it likes to poke your buttons. So it's like, oh, you're already late on the project and you're stressed. Here, let me turn off your (laughs) Wi-Fi, or let me have to update your computer. Like, something's gonna happen.
0: That literally happened. Those two things happened to (laughs) me last time. (laughs) The two things, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, annoying. Yeah. So also make timelines, timelines and deadlines for yourself, anticipating something going wrong meaning give yourself an additional day or two
0: Mm -hmm. give yourself like a grace period
1: right so let's say you know you know for a fact it's due friday how about you give yourself the deadline of wednesday Mm -hmm. in case something goes off wednesday you can say okay let's put it down for a second let's try again tomorrow And hopefully it works out. But if for whatever reason it doesn't get resolved. You have an additional day. But the project is done. Mm -hmm. You're just anticipating something happening. Because again it's life. Shit happens. Mm -hmm. La vida le gusta ser dura. (laughs) Or maybe we like to make life harder for ourselves. The world may never know. One of the two. (laughs) Or maybe both. (laughs) But yeah at the end of the day. Don't get in your own way. Especially of those long term goals. Make yourself do it. So number two of self-sabotage is per- being a perfectionist. And I think that ties in because I think a lot of the reason why a lot of people procrastinate is because they're perfectionists and they're not to the level of quality they want to be at. And so they say, I'm not going to start yet because I'm not there yet.
0: I'm, like, I'm guilty of that for <laughs> sure.
1: Same. Oh my God. And I think I think you can relate to this more than me because you're an artist (laughs) (laughs) not in
0: the way we want to (laughs) sorry
1: so like as an artist and i feel like i've done this with art too because there was a time where i wanted to pick up you know painting drawing and a lot of us procrastinate that starting because let's say we try it out for a little bit and we're like oh we suck Mm -hmm. let me start once i get good let me start once i make art like that person Mm -hmm. let me start once this eye looks super realistic oh my gosh (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) and that goes with anything like let's say your lie your life goal is or one of your goals is to be a youtuber because i know that a lot of people struggle with this i've hear i've heard of so many people wanting to do youtube videos but don't because a y through z but anyway so let's say you're wanting to be a youtuber but you're like no because i still can't get the angles right no because i don't have the right lighting no because blah 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 like you're mm-hmm. trying to be perfect.
0: perfect you're
1: trying to be a master at the craft that you haven't even started yet
0: <laughs> yeah like yeah. you're trying to be a master of the craft of something you haven't mastered you can't Be a master of something you haven't mastered.
1: Right. Right. So. And I think a lot of people struggle with that because they, and I get it. Like you want to be your best self, especially if you're presenting it to other people. But if you're just starting it, you're not going to be that yet. You have to work up to it. Mm -hmm. And you can't allow yourself to not start because you're not there yet.
0: Just to tie this in, I actually saw this (laughs) video recently that actually kind of hit for me at the right moment when I saw it. It was this video of this girl saying that it's okay for it's okay to let other people see you do something new. That meaning if you're not good at it, it's okay for people to see you be not the master of whatever you're trying to do. It's okay to start something new. It's okay for people to see you start something new. Mm-hmm. Right? And I it was I don't know i just received that message at the right moment when i kind of needed it and it was kind of just a reassurance for me and again it was for my art and everything and apart from that with that perfectionism it's we don't want others to see us unless we're perfect at it you know Mm -hmm. we don't want people to see our mistakes and that's i've noticed that that's why i've taken so many breaks from my art because i'm not perfect at it and yeah some areas that i'm still trying to learn specifically with my drawings of my eyes the thing that i i've been having a lot of trouble with is the eyelashes Mm -hmm. drawing the eyelashes to me i feel like they look like freaking spider legs which is throws off the rest of the picture for me and i'm sure like nobody else notices it but because i notice it i know it's not the way that i see it in my head because as an artist you kind of see it in your head before you actually do it Mm -hmm. so whenever the image in real life doesn't match the image in my head it's just like well shit i fucked up right this isn't the way i wanted it for it to come out and now i kind of don't even want to share it because it's not perfect you know and it's like we're not meant to be perfect and that's okay because how do you get
1: not necessarily perfect because i don't think anybody will ever really be perfect but how do you master something you have to keep practicing you have to keep doing Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't even start like you don't even take that first step Mm -hmm. so how are you ever going to get to that point like the people you compare you that's another thing like you that comparing to other people is detrimental but how do you think they started? They probably didn't start how they are now. Mm -hmm. You're seeing how they are now, but how long ago did they start? Mm -hmm. Those people that are super strong in whatever field they're doing have been at it for years Mm -hmm. and years. And you've, let's say you've never even started a day how are you going to... That's not a fair comparison. right? How about you compare yourself to someone who's never started before yeah. either? Which you shouldn't do that either. You shouldn't compare yourself to anybody. But if you want to compare, do it on a good playing field. Don't compare yourself to a pro if, you've, if you're have if you barely starting, you know?
0: Going back into that comparison, I remember that I also used to compare my art to other people's art. And I to this day, I, I still do because I know that I could do... So much uh, I can do better with my art. Like mm-hmm. I know where I, in the areas or what I can do to improve. The only thing is I haven't started trying to improve it. Right. But then I see other people's art, so then it kind of discourages me from doing it or even trying because oh well they already do it really good. Like I can't get that good, you know, kind of thing. So it's like I'll it'll that comparison turns into like a negative self talk because oh, for sure I'm not perfect and in my eyes the way that they did it it's perfect you and know? you'll never be that yeah and but in their eyes they probably take their their art piece and they're like oh it's average you know and they <laughs> do the same thing with like other artists right. you know but except i don't know that because i'm i don't really talk to them and they don't share that kind of thing you mm-hmm. know but again it's not the greatest thing to compare yourself to get to be inspired yes You know, but don't look at other people's life or other's expertise. Mm -hmm. That didn't sound right. Yeah, expertise. Okay, that. (laughs) Don't look at other people's work. Yeah, don't look at other people's work in order to try to compare yourself. To get ideas, to be encouraged or to be influenced, great. Yeah, do it. But don't do it to compare yourself or to downplay yourself. Yeah, to
1: put yourself down. Mm -hmm. Because... I like the way you worded it i'm never gonna be like them that's true Mm -hmm. that holds so much truth you're never gonna be them because they're them you're you Mm -hmm. you may be way better in your own way
0: yeah and i think that itself holds its own power because think about it this way there's literally no other person who is like you Mm -hmm. and people can try to copy you but nobody can be you right so there you literally have something that nobody else has in the world Mm -hmm. nobody so and i think there's great power within that you just need to acknowledge it and embrace it right and carry it with you i mean how to do that i'm still figuring that out myself okay (laughs) we're still working at it we're we're still working progresses over here we're (laughs) not we're not perfect (laughs) despite the topic being perfectionism we're not perfect (laughs) The summary of
1: that one i would say just get started mm-hmm. because perfectionism you get in your own way you get it in your own head mm-hmm. and it starts a lot of negative self-talk
0: right and with that being said like once you start in a few months a few years down the road you get to look at how you started and you're like oh my gosh like i've made this progress And it's really encouraging to see. It's like, okay, I've made this much progress. Like, I've changed all this in this few months or these few years. Like, what can I do in the next five years? Exactly. What can I do in the next 10? Like, just imagine how much better you can get if you keep going. And that's the key factor. You got to keep going. Yeah. Like, so sometimes I'll, like, look back at my sketchbooks. There was this one picture that I... Like, this one eye that I drew from, like, 2012. The obsession with eyes. I know. I've (laughs) always had an obsession with drawing eyes. I don't know. It's my favorite feature, as of right now, anyway, to draw. She does some really dope eyes. Thank you, thank you. Insert picture of drawing here. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But, like, it was... my, My drawing of the eye from 2012 was, like, very two-dimensional it was very flat it had no texture like there was no highlights no shading it was just straight lines you know and but looking at the ones that i do now it's like it has all of that it has nada yeah (laughs) it has the i'm still working on the texture but it has like dimension it has it looks more like it's coming out of the picture it looks way more realistic Mm -hmm. right it's encouraging to see that progress oh for sure Mm -hmm. and we did
1: touch base again on that last episode as well keeping track of your progress is also very important however that may look a blog pictures videos Mm -hmm. keep track of whatever it is that you're doing so you can remind yourself what it looked like when you first started because it is super motivational it is because like you said what i did this past few months past few years imagine what it would look like Mm -hmm. that that amount of time later right like it's
0: probably gonna double in betterness right because progress does not happen overnight it takes hours and hours of practice over the course of like months years weeks like it takes such a long time it takes a lot of your time but it's worth it for sure yeah (laughs) moving on to the next topic so number three would be people pleasing Mm.
1: yeah we have touched base on this again (laughs) people pleasing is a way of self-sabotage because you're allowing others other people's opinions of yourself of your work of your
0: life to impact more than what you think of yourself so it's like you're putting other people's uh Opinion on a high pedestal over your own life, and that it in other words, you're kind of giving them the power over your life, right? And it should be that power should be held in your hands for sure. Because I've known of a lot of people that do things
1: or don't do things because of what others want for them, what others think of them, Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, they regret it because they're not doing what makes them happy, they're doing it. So that other person shuts up, so that other person accepts them, so that other person doesn't reject them, whatever that may look like. But ultimately, they want that other person to think high of them, right? right? And so they value that opinion way more than their own, even though they're super unhappy. Mm -hmm. And obviously, that is a way of self-sabotaging because you're not doing what's best for you. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, no one's going to look out for you like you do and you shouldn't base your actions, especially really important actions, on what someone else thinks. Right. Now, don't get me wrong, there are certain people that you should take what they want into consideration, but ultimately you shouldn't decide based off, purely off of what they want. Mm-hmm. I think it, it makes a lot of people miserable and it makes a lot of people resentful. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. You do it with the intention of, you know, if I do this for you, like, we'll be better off, you'll love me, you won't leave me, whatever. But then you end up hating them because you're like, when I hate my life and I did it for you, you mm-hmm. know? Whether that be be a parent, friend, family member, partner, like it doesn't matter. Right. You may have you may end up having really resentful feelings towards them and it ruins their relationship anyway. Right. <laughs> and you know
0: and you did it for nothing Mm -hmm. don't do that to yourself yeah and apart from that i think that also comes out in work aspects as well not just with interpersonal relationships Mm -hmm. with or again like i can only speak from experience like with my art I know I also took a lot of breaks with my art specifically because I was stressed out over, well, what do other people want to see? And where art is not meant for that, art is supposed to be an expression of yourself. Right. So I was too focused on what other people would want to see, what their opinions would be. And I was too afraid to put myself out there, my expressions out there because i was i would basically fear them not accepting or rejecting my art because in itself my art and it is an extension of me of course right Mm -hmm. and i mean obviously rejection is not the greatest feeling we try to avoid that at all costs hence comes in people pleasing so you hold in or i held in a part of myself by not sharing or not making the art that i want to make because I want to please everybody else with the art that I make. And there's this other thing that I've read where it says art is meant to disturb the comforted and it's supposed to comfort the disturbed. Mm -hmm. I think art can be very controversial. Yep. (laughs) And because it can be perceived in so many ways, right? The artist could have made it with like such a great intention, but someone else perceives it as something so malicious or just straight up wrong or whatever mm-hmm. or offensive you know right. and it has the person who perceived it has a very different meaning to it to the person who created it and by all means like that's fine like that's how art is supposed to be made right
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it's supposed to promote conversation yeah but i don't know where i was going that that was just <laughs> me rambling i'm sorry
1: no no you're good because i <laughs> i agree you know yeah. and just to tie it in in how you how that may be self-sabotaging is a lot of people may not start whatever it is that they're wanting to start because they see it as well no one wants to see this yeah this is not what they want to see Mm -hmm. i haven't seen it done before so that means no one wants it right and i think we've both struggled with that for sure um with this podcast in itself sometimes because when we first started well we were youngins (laughs) (laughs) um i think a lot of the times when we would try to brainstorm on what to talk about it was that yeah what do people want to hear yeah what do people need to hear Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be that it should be what do we have to say and if what we have to say is valuable people will take it in yeah if we're just saying what you want us to say it may go viral but not for the right reasons Mm -hmm. that can look that way in any aspect of life Mm -hmm. but Again, we always bring it into what we're dealing with. So if you have thought about being a content creator, but you're struggling to actually start and you're getting in your own way because, well, no one's going to want to see that.
0: Yeah,
1: Who wants to see that? Mm-hmm. I'm not this. I'm not that. Don't. <laughs> Don't be a people pleaser in that way because. What are we doing it for? A bunch of strangers. Like, think about it. All these people on the internet, you don't know them. Right. Why are you holding their opinions so highly mm-hmm. above yours?
0: Yeah, and at the end of the day, when you're choosing to do something, when you first initially have the idea to do it, you're not thinking about doing it for other people. You do it because it catches your interest, right? right? And then afterwards, that's whenever you're trying to make it about other people. And it's not. It's about you. It's what you want to do. It's what sparked your interest. So do it for you. Don't do it for other people. Yeah, especially
1: not in the pleasing sort of way. Right. To make someone happy, To I mean, we do do this with the intention of helping other people but we don't do it at least now we don't go with the intention of well what do people want to hear right you know it's what do we have to say about it mm-hmm. and like i said that goes with any aspect in life don't don't get in your own way for other people mm-hmm. because at the end of the day is your happiness that's important and if it makes you happy someone's always gonna have something to say about anything you do like mm-hmm. someone especially on the internet someone's oh, sure. always gonna talk shit and it's always people who are hiding behind that screen mm-hmm.
0: so but it's okay because it gets you more engagement and <laughs> more engagement means better algorithm that puts you out there to for more people so a comment is a comment a yeah. listen is a listen <laughs> it's still a win <laughs> take that as a w. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: because I do know Personally, I know a lot of people that want to be content creators, but this is a scary thing to do. A lot of people see it as superficial and easy and, oh, it's a quick way to, you know, some bucks. But it is a tough position to put yourself in when you pick this because you're putting yourself out there. You're putting your life... Not your life out there, but like your business, right. your privacy but if that's what you're choosing to do and it's what makes you happy is what always has sparked your interest do it mm-hmm. don't worry about what people have to say because like I said people
0: will talk mess no matter what right and regardless of uh, with content creation I know that you're putting a certain part of your life out there but even with that you kind of learn your way on how to build build how to build a privacy for yourself even though you're sharing a lot of your life You'll learn how to build a privacy for the parts of your life that you don't want to share. And that's okay. You don't need to be sharing everything, like, every single thing of your life to everybody. You have a right to privacy. Right. And public figures or influencers or celebrities, like, every even celebrities have a private life. Even though they're very in the public eye, they have a private life. And it's the same thing as it would be if you're content creator and influencer, like that kind of thing. You kind of learn how to keep a private life, For even sure. though you're putting a lot of your life out there. Right.
1: And I think what we can tie in really good to, you know, people-pleasing, it would be our number four in our mm-hmm. self-sabotage list, which is negative talk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because when you're people-pleasing, You are, like we said, trying to please them instead of yourself, and so you begin to self negatively self talk to yourself. You know, again, like what we just said. Well, who wants to hear what I have to say? Who wants to look at my face? Who wants to look at my art? Who wants to hear Mm -hmm. my music? Whatever it may be, you start doubting yourself, and (laughs) inevitably, inevitably, just no. Let's not say the first
0: word. I'll say the inevitably. (laughs) I forgot what I said. (laughs) What were you trying to say? Something about, um, anyway. Something inevitably. (laughs) Keep going.
1: You'll start. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. You'll start talking negatively about yourself. And I feel like that affects so many different aspects in your life. Then you start doubting yourself. You may have started with a little bit of confidence. But then now because you're trying to please others. Because you're not perfect. You're going to start saying your worth is less than right and obviously that's a big huge way of self-sabotaging because you're getting in your own way of your goals
0: i think for negative self-talk it kind of ties in into some of the other ones so like perfectionism mm-hmm. right so whenever you're trying to start something new and you've obviously you've never tried it or you're in the you're a beginner so you're not that great at it and so you kind of get into like this lack mindset of well I'm not as good as that person or I'm not in this position yet or I'm not as good as I can be later on, whatever the thing may be, right? And so that kind of turns into a negative negative self-talk because you're focusing so much on what you don't have in that particular aspect of your life. Whereas, and I know that this is so hard, because I struggle with that, too, with turning that negative self-talk into something either positive or you neutralize it. So rather than saying, oh, well, I'm not as good as that person, well, then turning it into something positive is like, well, I can be as good as that person down the line. I I can get there. If I keep practicing, I can get there. And So turning it like into inspiration. Right. Yeah. And then so obviously if you can't turn it into something positive, do it something uh, that you can neutralize it as but i think that doing that switch flipping it around can help manage that negative mindset and i do speak that from that from experience because i have done that and i if it happens every now and then where i still fall back to that negative mindset because Ultimately that's just a habit of mine, the negative self-talk. That's just a habit that's ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. So I fall back because that's my autopilot. Yeah. If you if you must, right? Yep. And I have to actively be aware that I'm talking to myself that way. And I have to actively turn it into something positive and something neutral. It doesn't mean that I'm a failure just because right. I reverted back to it. It just means I'm a work in progress. Right. Know? And I'm learning to turn the negative turn the positive and the neutral stance into my habit my new autopilot if you must you know Mm -hmm. but it's not going to happen overnight it takes time for sure and like you said sometimes you're not even
1: aware of it because it's just autopilot right you may not even be thinking i'm talking badly of myself i'm speaking down on myself it's just what you do right and so you do have to do a lot of work as far as being Connected with yourself and realizing what it is that you're doing Mm -hmm. because when you doubt yourself when you Speak down on yourself. You're not going to want to do whatever it is that your goal is because you don't think you're worth it Because you don't think you're worthy and that's just not right Everyone is worthy of doing exactly what it is that makes them happy Mm
0: -hmm. and if you're not self-aware that you're talking negative to yourself Then you're not even going to, you can't notice that you're negatively talking to yourself if you're not, like, if you're not self aware about that part. No, for sure, yeah. So if you don't even know that you have a problem, how do you know you have a problem that you need to fix? (laughs) Exactly. And I
1: think a lot of people don't realize that because sadly, they grew up that way. I know of a lot of people that. talk really negatively about themselves because it's what their parents do and it's what they grew up with they grew up with their parents jokingly saying like oh you're dumb or you're dumb you're dumb you don't know what to do like look at it. but like they do it as a joke you know right so when they're doing it because i've been around this type of situation and i'm like bamboozled at someone's parents speaking to them that way because i am so blessed i would say this a thousand times so so blessed with the family i have you know especially the older ones my mom my grandparents which is the ones i grew up with the amount of support and loving language that they gave me throughout my whole childhood was just amazing you know and i think that has helped tremendously mm-hmm. into me being the adult that i am obviously like we are a product of our childhood right and it's the bad things that we have to be aware of and change mm-hmm. um but because i didn't grow up in that kind of environment obviously it wasn't normal so when i first heard this parent talking like that to their kid i was just kind of well i say the kid but they were already you know 19 years old but they were already used to this for 19 years old so mm-hmm. they just saw it as ha 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 and then the kid would turn around and like talk smack to the parent and yeah. they're both like ah, ha ha and i'm like <laughs> this is not normal yeah but it's like okay now i see why you're so negative and why you speak so negatively of yourself Mm -hmm. and they don't realize they are yeah they're just like oh haha i'm dumb but like playing around and it's like you know if you say something often enough you're gonna start believing it right so if you're always like oh haha i'm dumb you're gonna believe you're dumb and you're gonna believe you're not capable of doing so many things because oh i'm dumb Mm -hmm. like no like words have power we've said this so many times if you continuously say i'm not good enough i'm dumb no i can't do that your brain will turn that into your reality no you will not be able to do that no you will not be able to accomplish the big things you want to accomplish you're gonna self-sabotage and get in your own way right and so What I was trying to say is some people may not be aware because that's just unfortunately the bad card you were dealt and that's just maybe your family is very negative. Maybe your parents always spoke down on you and I'm sorry if you went through that, but you're an adult now. Take some responsibility. Say, okay, I'm an adult now. I can see what I'm doing. I no longer want to continue this toxic trait, bad behavior and work on not doing it Mm -hmm. and realize that it's not normal and it's not okay right i don't know i just i get so sad when i see parents talking to their kids like that it is sad even if they're not kids even if they're adults Mm -hmm. like even if you're a full grown adult if you're already 30 years old and your parents are still down like talking down on you like that makes me so sad i don't know i just feel very sad for kids that have to deal with that Mm -hmm. um obviously when they're little very sad but more so when they're an adult because again they just see it as normal behavior mm-hmm. and a lot of the times they pass that down because it's all they know right and so it's just it becomes this generational curse mm-hmm. that it has to stop somewhere right be the change
0: mm-hmm. like you you have the power to be the point where it stops So, I mean, your past doesn't dictate your future. All it does is tell you where you've been.
1: Oh, for sure. And I think this is the perfect, perfect way to Mm -hmm. tie in number five, which Mm -hmm. is negative environments, Mm -hmm. which is another way of self-sabotaging. Because even though I've been talking about, you know, childhood that you've been dealt with, once you become an adult, like I said, you're responsible for your own life. You are no longer a child that has to be there. Right and there are people that surround themselves with nothing but negativity right and like i said words have power if you hear something often enough it's gonna become your reality
0: right so ultimately once you become an adult it's not just about the people that you grew up with in your family because now as an adult you have the power to choose who you hang around with you choose your own friends so if you're choosing your friends who are constantly talking down on you like you share your dreams with them they're like yeah but you're never gonna get to do that like that's just crazy like you can't do that whatever Mm -hmm. like even if they're saying it as a joke it's still those words still have power and you'll since those are the people that you're hanging out with more than likely you're subconsciously you're going to be accepting that as your own truth you're going to start believing in that for
1: sure Mm -hmm. and i think not um,
0: Dang, I have something in mind. Sorry, se me olvido. You're good. you want me to keep going? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Um, And also, if... And I know this sounds like super, super cliche whenever someone tells you, like, if you want to see your future, look at the people around you. But it's so true bro (laughs) like it's so true what cliches have some truth to them (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like seriously if you really want to see what your future is going to look like look at the people around you if the people who around you are constantly just talking about oh they want to go out and party and by all means i'm not saying like people shouldn't go out and party like yeah there's a balance in life but that's all they want to do they're talking down on their spouses or talking bad about their spouses or their children or they don't have any personal goals for themselves that's how your future is going to look like as well if that's Mm -hmm. all you're surrounding yourself with right right but whereas if you have friends who are striving to make um to reach their goals, to make new goals. And yeah, they want to go out and party, yeah, but they have other things that they want to work towards or something that they want to better in their personal relationships with their with their marriages or their spouses, that's the same thing, <laughs> or their partners or maybe their children. Like you'll start wanting the same things for yourself as well because you're saying, oh, they can do it it's possible like i see that it's possible so right. i can do that for myself too for sure you know so you'll have start having some common goals where you can bounce off ideas as how to like improve yourself you know mm-hmm. but you'll have that kind of support to get you there yeah which
1: is super important because that negative environment may not always look like them talking down on you. It's them talking down on themselves, them talking down on their spouse. Like you just said, people around them, that's not necessarily you, but just people who are always negative about something. Mm -hmm. And it's literally that half empty glass type of people. It does have an effect on you because it's like having someone who is, always saying well all i know is struggle all i know is struggle i'm never gonna get out this struggle this is all we know you know living paycheck to paycheck as opposed to someone being like we can do it we can get out of this that makes a big big difference it sure does and so don't self-sabotage don't get in your own way by allowing those people to be in your life
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and i know some of those may not be so easy to just kind of drop out of your life for sure but limit the time you spend with them Mm -hmm. limit the conversations you have with them because mm-hmm. they're feeding that into your life and if they're negative it's gonna bring back negativity to your life
0: right something that i've actually also learned recently um uh, because i know it's super hard to let go of relationships that are kind of negative in that way
1: mm-hmm.
0: that or inevitably you like there's no way like you can actually like let it go And like that's okay. And again if you can't limit it what i've also been doing or i've been trying to do is to encourage them to also have a positive mindset so i'll share my positive mindset hoping that it'll shed some sort of light for them you know mm-hmm. and obviously it's not up to me whether they take that light or not right you know, that's up to them whether they choose to do that or, or not right but I want to at least be able to provide some sort of light that they've never seen maybe before Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, well, she's thinking about it this way or she came up with this idea or she's doing this. Maybe I can start doing it this way, you know, like bounced off ideas or be. See some inspiration out of me. You're taking
1: charge in the narrative.
0: Right. Take charge of the narrative with that friend Mm -hmm. or with that person if you can't let them go or it's hard for you to like let them go. Right. And try to change that narrative with them. Right. Because not to say those people are bad. Right. Because those people may be really
1: good people. They're just very negative. And maybe you don't want them to leave your life. You just don't want that negativity. So that's when you can take charge. And maybe when you see them starting that negative conversation that's when you take charge and not necessarily change the subject but just change the narrative you know like I don't know if they say you know I'm always broke this month has been so hard okay but uh, you're healthy Mm -hmm. what can we do to make it better things like that right because you know every obviously every relationship is different so you know what works with that person Mm -hmm. but change it to where they'll see it in a different light right And a lot of these people are adults and they've been negative for a long time. So you also have to be patient if Mm -hmm. it is that you're wanting to keep them in your life and you're wanting to change that narrative. You also have to be patient and realize that it's all they know. And so it it takes a while to rewire that kind Mm -hmm. of mindset because it is tough to go from negative to a positive is a very tough thing to do, especially if like the negativity is about life, financials, and they're in that Situation currently it's so hard to change
0: that mindset because it's
1: what you're living for sure and especially
0: if you yourself came from a negative mindset and turned it into something more positive for yourself then you understand the struggle of even starting that journey for sure so just look back and remember like how long did it take you from get to that point to now and have that same grace for them Mm -hmm. you know have that same patience with them like i know that it was super hard for you to have patience with yourself Um, during that time but you know how long it took you you know how much hard it took you to do that so now it can be easier for for you to have that patience with that person while they overcome that obstacle for themselves for sure and
1: compassion Mm -hmm. patience and i think compassion like we have to be compassionate of one another and also realize that could come from an extended amount of struggle and negativity for themselves And so it's like, oh, you know, yeah, just be compassionate to people and realize it's not their fault. A lot of this, a lot of negative talk, self-negative talk and negative environments don't just form out of nowhere. They come from past experiences. Right. And a lot of them were passed down by previous generations and Mm -hmm. parents and back then it wasn't with the knowledge that we have now, with the accessibility that we have now, to better ourselves. That's what I've had to tell myself a lot, you know? Whenever we talk a lot about our parents and our traditions within our culture that are very toxic, it's, well, that's all they knew. Mm -hmm. They come from a lot of struggle, they tried their best. I'm sure they broke some things that they saw as super toxic and tried to do better for their family, but certain things are still passed down. So it's trying to see it with a lens of compassion Mm -hmm. that it's just the card that we're dealt. And yes, we're adults, like we can choose better, but sometimes people don't know what's better or they don't know that they're at fault. They don't know that they're in the wrong. They don't know that they're negative. They
0: don't know that there is such thing as a better. They just know that this is the only thing that exists. Right, like that's life, period. Mm -hmm. And I think with that...
1: It ties with number six, which is external validation. So with external validation, it basically goes hand in hand. Honestly, with everything. So I feel like our list is a web. Everything is connected to something else one way or another, but you can take them out individually. However... One affects the other. Mm -hmm. A little domino effect, you know? Right. So it is a lot to think about and to have in mind and to fix. So if you have heard us talk about these self-sabotages and you have noticed that you do a lot of them in your life, don't be discouraged because they are very well connected with one another. So like I said, domino effect, you do one, it's probably going to affect the other. But, you know, with external validation, I, I feel like it goes a lot hand in hand with people pleasing. Right, for sure. Because you're expecting those around you to be pleased by what you're doing what you're making right
0: and the things that you do you choose to do the things that you do with the intention of getting validation from somebody else or the acceptance of somebody else right. and if you think that whatever you're going to do or whatever you're going to say is not going to gain the acceptance of or validation of someone else it'll give you then the rejection again for people pleasing then you're probably not going to do it right yeah so Obviously that is very self-sabotaging
1: because you're not putting yourself first. And I do understand there's some instances where unfortunately we do that. We do need that external validation like let's say, you know, you're working on a project at your company and you have a project manager, you have to run things by and they're not liking your ideas, they're turning everything down. You are going to have to create your content, your plans with their liking in mind and that's a little different however i feel like if you are in a place where you're a really creative person and you really stand behind your ideas and there's a person you know on top of you in management and they're always knocking you down that could be also a very negative environment for you and it could be a possibility to look for something else someone that values your opinions that values your creations your creativity because i do feel like that also may come from a place of jealousy sometimes Mm -hmm. there are people that are in places of power that get jealous of people who are under them quote unquote because that person is better at what they do than said (laughs) person in management right so you also have to diff. diff
0: Differentiate? Yes. <laughs> I don't know why. I always try to say that word and I can never say it. Today, lately, have you noticed the words I can't say, you're able to say them, and the words you can't say, I'm able to say them? We complete each other. We do. <laughs> Yin and yang. <laughs> <laughs> we finish each other's
1: sentences. oh true love. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so external validation. Any thoughts, Ellie?
0: It's just, it's similar to people pleasing, but then again, it also goes back to just in general like our childhood like from the very beginning we want somebody's approval validation like whether that be i think particularly your parents your mom your dad if you have siblings you want their approval your immediate family kind of thing because those are the people that you spend most of your time with so once you start feeling rejected by them you kind of subconsciously you start taking notice of what is being rejected what is being accepted and you carry that on with you until your teenage your adult years right so once you start interacting with the rest of the world you use those same cues that you received whenever you were little and you learned back then when you were three that you got rejected for saying this so you're not going to say that now Mm -hmm. you know but the thing is times change and people change and not just that the people that you're surrounded by change so the people that you're surrounded by by whenever you were three are not the same people that you're surrounded with now in your adulthood right so you have to try it all over again because the same the people that you're surrounded by now may validate or may accept whatever was rejected whenever you were three mm-hmm. and i know that even though we want that validation or that acceptance from somebody else we also have to take account for the fact that if we're looking for validation from somebody else it's because we've also never given ourselves that validation either and that's the one that matters the most so if we continue reaching for validation from somebody else and we continue to get it we will never be fulfilled either way unless we validate ourselves first i think that's just what i've learned from my personal experience where i was looking for other people's validations Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until i realized that i never felt validated by anybody else because i never validated myself that's kind of where it changed for me Mm -hmm. and i stopped wanting validation from other people and by not wanting other people's validation i kind of got their validation right And by the time that happened, I was just like, well, I kind of don't even want it anymore. It was just like there for me. Like Mm -hmm. it was it was there, but I just didn't make a big deal out of it anymore. Like I think back then had it happened for me where I got that validation whenever I mostly wanted it from them. I'd be like I would have been so rejoiced, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yes. You know. (laughs) Yeah. But now that they did it, I'm just like, oh, yeah, cool. Thanks. You know. Because I've already given myself that validation that I wanted or that I was looking for at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think once you learn how to place your own validation on a higher pedestal, validation from everybody else just doesn't seem so grandiose as it used to sound. Mm-hmm. But And not to say that everybody else's validation is not worth it. It's just that... It's not necessary. It's not necessary.
1: And I think it's also a thing we struggle within nuestra cultura mexicana, where we just always want our parents' validation. For sure. And, again, I was blessed with a family who has always been supportive, and they have always seen, you know, when I worked hard. But you hear a lot of... A lot of Mexican parents not acknowledge what their kids are doing and giving them that praise. So I think it is something that our people struggle with a lot, you know, in our culture that we look for that external validation and we're constantly, you know, searching for it. And once we become adults and we move out, it turns from our Needing our parents' validation to either a friend or like a partner. Mm -hmm. And if they're not validating us, then we're feeling like a failure. Right. Or we're feeling like we're not doing enough or we're not doing the right thing. Like we're just not living right. Right. Because they're not giving us that. Because a lot of people grew up that way.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like you're stuck on that vicious cycle of needing validation from somebody. If it's not your parents, it's a friend, it's a spouse, it's your child. It could be literally anybody but you just carry that same cycle that you didn't complete with one person onto the next person until you feel the need that you've completed that cycle but Mm -hmm. not realizing that you need to complete that cycle with yourself of course
1: and just like with everything that we've said that's very harmful to you and your goals because you're allowing all these extra factors outside factors to determine your worth to determine what you should do if you should follow your dreams and Mm -hmm. again the only thing that matters at the end of the day is your own emotion towards it and if it makes you happy as long as you're not hurting anybody that's all you need you know your own
0: because like let's say too that you finally got that validation that you wanted from that person but the way that you got that validation from them now that you have it you're not exactly happy with what you're doing but you got that validation so now you have that validation but now by having it you kind of just feel empty because you don't have what you actually wanted which is what you've been trying to do you let that go with for the exchange of getting that validation right and i don't know (laughs) it's just an empty feeling for sure it reminded me of of
1: the infinity war or it was an end game scene where baby gamora is like what did it cost mm-hmm. and thanos is like everything <laughs> <laughs> no but at what cost or something like that yeah. you know what i'm talking about yeah he's like it cost me everything mm-hmm. sorry it's what it reminded me of <laughs> but that was
0: end game because that was after he killed gamora was it yeah okay Dang, you know more than me, and I've watched it how many times? (laughs) I was playing it back in my head. Yeah, because that's what she was referencing. At what cost? And he said everything because literally she was everything to him. Because spoiler alert to people who haven't watched it: Girl, if you haven't seen it, (laughs) Thanos kills Gamora. (laughs)
1: Spoiler alert! (laughs) Like five years later. I know. (laughs) Well, exaggerating. But, okay, so moving on to number seven. It is not so connected like the previous. They're above number. But number seven is goals without a plan to action and no organization.
0: I think that one actually falls more with procrastination. Because you can also procrastinate on not making a plan, right? So, Because it's happened to, like, I've done this so many times where I'm like, yeah, I want to do this and this and that. But I don't actually make a plan for it or I don't sit down and make a plan for it. Either one, because I don't think about making a plan or two, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it later. Right. Hence the procrastination. And I never really get to it. So because I never really get to the actual plan or the planning part of it, I don't actually act on it because I don't planet right and i think that planning in itself kind of makes the goal more attainable oh, for or because it, sure, yeah. it shows you the steps to steps right the step to get there right and because you haven't sit, sat down and made that plan or written down that plan it's like you can't see the steps so it's like you feel like you have to make a leap rather right. than walking up the stairs you know it's like you're looking from here like six feet tall or 10 feet tall i don't know that's pretty tall to me but (laughs) you have to make that leap Mm -hmm. it's like there's no way my five foot ass (laughs) or not even five foot ass because not even with these heels i am but (laughs) depending on what i'm wearing that day depending on what i'm wearing that day right now i I am i probably give myself like five foot one five foot two but i can't reach no freaking 10 foot tall leap you know mm-hmm. so it's like I have to make my steps for it right so if I don't do that then I'm just gonna see it up here and I'm just gonna like think to myself like yeah I can't reach that
1: and I think goals without action to plan is just imagination Orale. Uh-huh. Orale. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to take credit for that but I actually just saw a post about it <laughs> and it just popped up because that is i mean it's so true and it's so perfect if you're just dreaming and you're planning your goals in your head but you're not sitting down writing down how you're gonna get there it really is just your imagination just going wild and how you wanting to live your life in Mm -hmm. the future which there's nothing wrong with that like that's how you get your goals you have to imagine sometimes close your eyes and see how you want your future to look you have to play on imagination right because it's more often than not it's things you don't have already so you have to imagine how you want that life to look but just like you said if you don't sit down and you put down more often than not it's better to put paper to pen if not do it on your phone because you know i know some people don't like to write do it on your notes Mm -hmm. do a voice memo it doesn't matter do something but make a plan on how you're going to get there and be as specific as you can and be organized because mm-hmm. if you're just all over the place and you're like i want to do this i want to do that i want to do that in like five different aspects of your life you're not going to be able to obtain any of them give yourself time like take a step back mm-hmm. and prioritize which one is easiest to obtain because we've said this before you also want to be realistic you don't want to set up you don't want to set yourself up for failure right like you don't want to just say okay i want to have a million dollars by next year <laughs> like yeah Even though for some that may be possible, more likely it's not. Like, also be realistic because if you're setting up goals that you just cannot obtain, you're going to be discouraged. You're going to be like, well, what's the point? If I can't Mm -hmm. make this goal, I'm not going to be able to do any goal. Right. So you have to make things that are obtainable and realistic. That way you get to check those marks off. Like you said, it's so satisfying to be like, okay, done. Right. And it's that much more satisfying with goal list than with to-do list. Right. When it's a goal list and... You check that off. You're like, dang, I did that. And I think and I thought I couldn't. But it's checked off. Mm -hmm. Like that's satisfying. It is. And motivating. Right. Like, okay, what's the next thing I can do? What's the next goal I can accomplish? (laughs) And then with like, I want to tie in also with being organized. That doesn't just include with like your thoughts and your plan. It also includes with your outside physical world so like with your house with your room with your if you have an office with your workspace with your car just everything around you i feel like it's self-sabotaging to not be organized because
0: when you live in chaos your life and your mind feel chaotic right whatever you have around you translates into your life right so like let's say your room is messy 24 7 then that'll translate into the rest of your life your work life your friendships relationships your did i already say work life yes okay <laughs> but add it again for emphasis yes <laughs> we're gonna add it again for emphasis it's going to translate literally into the rest of your life for sure in one way or another and that can look different so like let's say your room is messy that can translate let's say in your work life well now your Your assignments at work are disorganized, you know, Mm -hmm. or not. that doesn't necessarily mean that your office or your workspace is messy. But let's say your tasks are disorganized, like you have tasks all over the place that you need to get done that haven't gotten done. Or it can be in your relationship. It could be that certain conversations haven't been had or you're not on the same page with your partner right it's mm-hmm. not being communicated right. or with your friends whatever like however it looks like but it translates into the rest of your life oh for sure and i it's happened for me for sure where my house has been
1: very messy you've seen it and i do take a step back and i'm like okay what's going on i don't do that every time cuz there are times where it's messy just because i have not had time in the week and mm-hmm. we're not saying like your house needs to be spotless 24/7 right we understand life happens but try to have it as decluttered as possible because clutterness just means clutter of the mind right but i have noticed sometimes when it's super messy and it's been like that for like a week and a half and i'm like okay what's going on because when it happens like that i have time to clean i have time to declutter i just don't do it Mm -hmm. and yes it has part to do with my procrastinating but it's also when i take a step back and i'm like okay hold on my life is actually super chaotic Mm -hmm. you know like my work set schedule is crazy i feel like i haven't done enough for the you know podcast like just all around i feel very chaotic like mm-hmm. my mind is going all over the place i haven't taken paper to pen to paper and like written down things i need to do like everything is just chaotic and that almost parallel parallel translates to my home you know mm-hmm. it's messy but when my home is decluttered clean i feel like i have my life together and then Like, they go hand in hand. If my life is crazy, my house starts to look crazy. But as soon as I start cleaning my house, it's almost like it It
0: declutters your thoughts. Yeah. Like, it organizes it for you. It's crazy. Like, it's almost like me cleaning my house cleans my thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, my gosh. I literally did that literally this week Mm -hmm. on like Sunday and like Saturday, Sunday and Monday. I was cleaning different parts of the house because I just felt so cluttered with like everything that i had been thinking about for like the past month or so Mm -hmm. it's just like i don't like i was so stressed about everything that because sometimes i'll sit down and i'll like journal about it but sometimes not even that will allow me to organize my thoughts Mm -hmm. and so i'll usually try either way around so like i'll either journal about it try to get my mental or emotional health in balance or in check and if I have a really hard time doing that, then I'll, I'll notice that like everything else is messy. So I'll do that, mm-hmm. right? So once I start doing that, then I'm actually able to start journaling or vice versa. Sometimes I'm just so tired that I don't have the physical energy to get up and start doing all that. So then I'll start journaling. Once I journal or uh, like I get my thoughts in order, mm-hmm. then I'm able to get up and I can start cleaning. So it kind of I kind of have to see it Which way it works, right? You know, sometimes I don't know which way it's going to work, so I have to try it one way, and if it doesn't work out, then I try the the other other. way. Yeah, you know, but I mean, everything's just trial and error for sure. Sure, Yeah, and I have noticed that with the procrastination part, sometimes I'll procrastinate because I'm trying to escape from something, so I'll go to like my usual things of like things that I that i'll take my time away from everything i'm trying to do so i'll like watch tv or i'll start eating a whole bunch of shit you know even though i'm not hungry i'll just keep eating because i'm an emotional eater <laughs> okay i'm a stress eater but which i do that this week too until i started cleaning but anyway that's not the point of this but well, isn't it technically it is cleaning helped your stress eating right <laughs> it kind of helps to do regular mental checkups with yourself like checking in with yourself like i'll literally sit down and i'll talk to myself out loud ellie are you okay (laughs) and i'll be like how are we doing today you know like how are we feeling lately and i know that this sounds so crazy because okay but it helps talking to yourself out loud in third person because it allows you to visualize yourself as somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're talking to a friend, you're less likely to criticize them over yourself. Right. Right? You're you're your hardest critic. You're your you know you're, you're, you're nicer
1: on your friends you're like right. it's okay you've gone through a yeah. lot but with you you're like bitch get it together
0: yeah like literally what popped into my head was you know the scene from the incredibles with edna jumps on the <laughs> table and started slapping um miss incredible oh my gosh elastic girl elastic girl i was thinking of trying to think of her name like what's her name Elastic
1: girl yeah that's just so
0: funny that's me edna, edna is me and i'm elastic girl too <laughs> i am both in this scene <laughs> i am both in this scene that's literally how my head works so i, I need to say that a lot and i need to say it to myself in third person because right. otherwise it's just gonna be etna and Elastigirl girl in there but so doing a regular mental check-in or at least whenever i know that i'm not doing my best mentally mm-hmm. it helps me to organize my thoughts And I've also noticed that whenever I start decluttering my space around me, I'm literally thinking the entire time that I'm cleaning. Mm -hmm. So like I'll have music and I'll literally be singing, but I'm singing, but (laughs) in my head, I'm not singing. You're there, but not there. Yeah. So I don't know. So it's just like, while I'm literally decluttering my space, I'm also decluttering my mind at the same time because I'm thinking about what has been bothering me
1: right something else that i also because you know we got to tie it in to nuestra cultura Mm -hmm. (laughs) i feel like a lot of mexican homes obviously not all of them and not ours included but (laughs) a lot of the ones i've been in and just i feel like it's a generalized known fact mexican homes tend to be very very cluttered like with a lot of things like you just reminded me of something else but go ahead go ahead (laughs) like mexican moms mexican grandmas have so much because they can't get rid of anything like everything they have to keep they're like christmas bags keep any topper that ever enters this home keep what else literally everything and anything like just mexican homes in general are very <laughs> chaotic in yes yeah and i feel like that goes hand in hand with like our families are very chaotic our lives are very chaotic as far as like we're just like on the go moving this that mm-hmm. there's almost like no time to just like sit down chill and like right. think, you know especially because we're known for like having a cajillion kids again i can't relate to none of this shit <laughs> <laughs> i love how i'm like speaking on it but it's like can't relate i'm an only child it's only been ever me and my
0: mom my mom's not really like a cluttered person this is what i was gonna bring up i had seen not too long ago on tiktok that i've been bringing up tiktok all day today but anyways where it was saying how parent uh, kids who grew up with parents how in their parents homes that had so much shit in it like a whole bunch of decorations everywhere adornos and everything tend to be minimalists right and i'm like hey i feel like that's how i was my mom has like a whole bunch of stuff she used to have a lot more stuff than she does now you're mm. no even mm-hmm. when i was little there, yeah. there was not that much stuff i feel like there was always much stuff and not so much in adornos but it was storage stuff okay i can see that because like Like, stuff that's
1: out and about like no tenía mucho but i never like went into
0: her closet or anything no like the garage (laughs) bro okay yes your garage is full of shit (laughs) (laughs) like my mom will keep literally everything everything it's cause
1: you never know when you're gonna need it cause I'll tell you what hey. I feel like I'm becoming that Mexican
0: mom bro okay well okay that's what I'm saying your <laughs> mom is such a minimalist like she has uh, like almost nothing and you on the other hand <laughs> you got so much shit in here that all I don't know where the, from you put all this shit at <laughs> all these trees are from my personal collection
1: <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it's i wouldn't say half but maybe half of your of my tree
0: collection oh of your tree collection yeah i was about to say this is not half of your christmas decorations at all (laughs) this isn't even like a fourth
1: okay but see that's the thing with me i have a lot of shit but you will never see it because i'm so good at organizing yeah so i feel like it's not the same because they're not out and about Mm -hmm. you know yeah (laughs)
0: But still, I don't know. Don't put me out on the spot like that. Hey, don't, don't be surprised if <laughs> Noah a comes out minimalist. For real. I mean,
1: maybe because I, I do have a lot. I mean, like, even though I say you don't see a lot, at the same time, it is a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, they I do have decorations everywhere.
0: For sure. No matter
1: where you look. But I feel like I can make it look good oh yeah i'm not saying that it looks ugly you just got a whole bunch of shit but you make it look nice i do and then i feel like every time i've moved i moved into a slightly bigger apartment (laughs) and so i always go to the store because i'm like it's slightly bigger i can get more shit
0: look i didn't realize how much shit you had until i moved helped you move out Bro. Ellie was so
1: over, like she was so done with me. <laughs> like, she was so over. Like, it.
0: how the fuck do you fit all this shit in here? <laughs> Ellie literally told me, "If you ever move again, I'm not helping you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do move, just just like give me a few years, because <laughs> if you try to move every single year." girl yeah okay so so just to give like like, can i just give you money so that you can hire some movers for you (laughs) to give just a little perspective
1: we moved a whole bunch of boxes in both of our cars and that was about four trips it was just you know me driving my car ellie driving her car so the whole back seat the whole front Front seat seat, the trunk Mm -hmm. four times and then on top of that I rented a U-Haul the next day because I needed it for, like, my bed, my dining room table, all that didn't fit in our cars. That was also to the very, very last inch, and we thought we weren't going to be able to fit everything because we had to, like, Tetris everything Mm -hmm. after we had already done four trips and two cars. Yeah. And I lived in a one-bedroom apartment, (laughs) and now I'm in a bigger
0: apartment. So I don't think I have bought in that much more stuff. Bro, the comparison... I remember my mom, whenever we were moving out of our old house, my mom and Janet were <laughs> like, you need to start packing up your stuff. You need to start packing up your stuff. Like, do you need help? I'm like, no, no, I got it. I packed up all my shit in less than a day. The day before that we were moving. Okay, but to be fair, don't compare
1: one room to a whole apartment, even though most when of we the lived in. My ex's mom's house. We only <laughs> lived in one room, and I still somehow filled up a whole U-Haul. <laughs> oh my gosh! Not even me. <laughs> okay, but you're just—you're a minimalist. I am not. Not even close. <laughs> and maybe I don't know where that comes from, because my mom isn't a minimalist. But like that's he, what I'm
0: saying. People who grow up with minimalists turned out to be. But that's what I'm saying. My mom wasn't. What's the opposite of a minimalist? what's the term a collector (laughs) a collector okay so you're a collector because i wouldn't
1: say i'm a was that one show um hoarder yeah i'm not a hoarder no i'm not and my house does not even remotely resemble that but but see like my mom wasn't a minimalist
0: i think your mom is a minimalist you even said your mom is a minimalist i did
1: well, I'm lying. That is? girl had over a hundred pair of shoes. That ain't no minimalist, <laughs> girl. <laughs> girl. Okay,
0: for as far as like adornos and stuff like that, your mom is okay. A minimalist. Adornos, yeah, yeah. And apart from like shoes, she's a shoe and clothes hoarder. Okay, but apart from that, well, she's not a, a hoarder. Minimalist. She just buys so much shit she's a collector <laughs> so apart from like shoes and clothes okay yeah. your mom is a minimalist yeah whereas on the other hand my mom she doesn't have a lot of shoes or clothes but she has she has a lot of stuff in the house <laughs> that you don't ever see so we're the opposite yeah
1: more to add to at least my mom's daughter oh yeah because that's that's my mom's <laughs> almost twin literally <laughs> i literally look more like your mom than you do so much high hair mm-hmm. build everything yeah. you just look so much more like my mom than <laughs> i will ever look like <laughs> all right i but think we were switched at birth maybe Probably. well no because i don't look like your mom no
0: you don't look like my mom
1: they you just switched th- you <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait so then who are you who were you switched with your mom stole Don, you
1: Don't yeah Dang, she She's, abducted you she said this one looks cute yeah <laughs> <laughs> this one head big
0: let me take <laughs> <laughs> that's how you keep me keep my head as oh! <laughs> good that's a good one i'll give
1: you that one i'll give you that one that was a good one though. that was a good one
0: applause applause thank you thank you hence why i'm the funny one <laughs> Okay, going back. Sorry, reel it back <laughs> in. in. Reel it in. Reel it in. All right. So
1: I think we're pretty much done with that one. Keep it organized. Keep it simple. Keep it clean, and have plans for your goals. Yes. All right. So let's move on to number eight. So number eight is ruins progress. Mm, okay. <clears throat> Ooh. Excuse me. So I think this is a really, really important one because the way i see it the way i'm taking this is or the way i interpret it is you start you have a goal you have plans you start with the plans and then you just cut it off Mm -hmm. and you just completely stop everything you've done
0: (laughs) i've noticed that i tend to do that specifically when i kind of like write to do this for myself for a specific goal like Writing out steps or planning out my thing to reach a specific goal. And let's say I get the first task done and it came out really good and I got what I was trying to get from it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did good. And then I just stopped there because I feel good and that's it. <laughs> you know, I've uh-huh. done that so many times. Really? Yeah. And then I'll take breaks and I'm like, well, now I don't feel good anymore because I haven't been doing like, it anymore it going. yeah yeah but i've done that so many times and that's how i ruin my progress really like i'll get the first step done and i'll feel good about it mm-hmm. just stop that's crazy yeah. I'm like all right i'm done <laughs> like no nah, bitch you got like 20 <laughs> more steps <laughs> bitch what
1: <laughs> i feel like it's a little bit of the opposite for me we touched a little base on this in a previous episode but where we said that us as Latinos, but us girl Latinas specifically, we struggle a lot with the mindset of being scared of success. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, or I've noticed that that's where I struggle a little bit, where I'll make a goal, I make a plan, and I'm getting there, and I see progress, and then for whatever reason, kind of get scared because I'm like, oh, my God, this is actually going where I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And, of course, self-sabotage and just nip it in the butt Mm -hmm. and i'm like girl you know like i was doing that kind of um with social media so i've actually been wanting to do social media since i was in middle school fun fact about me i actually used to edit lyric videos back way back when i was in like sixth grade and if you guys remember if you know you know when we were hella little lyric videos were like the shit because a lot of us wanted to sing along and we didn't really know what they were saying so we Mm -hmm. would look up videos or even if you knew what they were saying you would just look up the video so you could read along and memorize the song better and easier Mm -hmm. right and i have always been obsessed with lil wayne like that is my almighty Mm -hmm. until this day (laughs) but back in sixth grade i used to have all his cds back when they made cds i mean they still do but you know when they sold them at best buy yeah i used to go and i used to buy them the day they would come out i would come home put it into my computer yes we used to be able to put cds into our computers Mm -hmm. and i would download base. download the cd into the computer so i would save the cd i would save the music and then i would put it into the music editor and like edit the lyrics and put the lyrics and put them on youtube mm-hmm. <laughs> if you guys are curious the videos are still up the username is cherry cherry cake 32 why i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's so random it's Cherry Cake, 32, and the profile picture is Lil Wayne. Oh, my gosh. And, like, almost, not all of them, but almost all of them are videos of Wayne lyrics. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I've always wanted to do social media. I started with that. And then, Damian. if you guys remember, when that was popular, it was popular to make, like, homemade music videos. Oh, uh-huh. To songs i don't know if you remember that mm-hmm. and i used to have a friend who i would always do that with i try to find them but i don't know where they are i don't know maybe she deleted her account because they were on her account and we were just like do like a minute long videos of us like singing along to the music but like what we were doing went along to the lyrics mm. This was, like, before Vine, before all of that. Like, it was the OG. Yeah. So, anyway, so I've always wanted to do social media. But anytime I saw any tiny bit of, like, quote-unquote success, I, like, back down. Mm. So, like, I stopped doing the lyrics. Don't really remember why. I stopped doing the music videos. I then moved on to... A long time after that, I then started doing skits not too long ago, actually. I was doing skits about my work life, basically, like my interactions I have with customers. Mm -hmm. And they started popping off quite a bit quite a bit enough to where it got me fired from my job <laughs> <laughs> because i made the skits about chipotle mainly right. and then chipotle executives saw it and they were like this looks bad on our company take them down or like you're fired and i was like i'm not gonna take them down they're like okay you're fired and i was like okay fuck it like i'll keep going because if it keeps going the way it is like maybe i can make some money off of it and like mm-hmm. i've always wanted to do social media so this is a start and i did got fired one of the videos went a little viral i got contacted by I don't know what they are. It's like a blog, I guess, that reposts viral videos. And they just asked, like, the creator about it. Like, they reached out to me and they wanted to ask me about the video. I actually started making, I was able to monetize my videos on a platform. Like, it was going exactly where I wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. And then I just completely stopped. <laughs> and I was like, this is, I. it was going where I wanted it to, but... Right. As soon as I saw that success, I don't know if it freaked me out subconsciously, mm-hmm. but it I don't know. I just felt scared of something and then it just stopped. Mm. So it was very, very self-sabotaging. Gotcha. And like I said, like we've said in our culture, that's very common because we're just not used to success and not yeah. used to getting our wants, especially when they're dreams, when they're goals. And we just kind of like freeze freeze and back up from it yeah it's like no like what am i gonna do when it does go off or Mm -hmm. whatever you know right but yeah so i feel like that's a very powerful one because that's a very obvious one that we self-sabotage with and get in our own way oh for sure yeah it's like why like this is exactly what we wanted and Uh then when we're getting it it's like okay Mm -hmm. They completely stop. Because like we've said, the hardest part is starting. And so once we already start and we have some progress, it's almost like stupid to stop. But we do it. Mm -hmm. So just be aware and try not to do it. Right. Because you're... You already have the ball going. Because the way I see it is like, you know, whenever not an avalanche but like whenever you have a snowball and you roll it down a snowy hill it gets bigger and bigger yeah so like it's like you already have the ball going it's getting bigger and then you just stop it Mm -hmm. then you're gonna have to start again and it's gonna be small and you know why start with the heaviest step first like you already started the heaviest and the hardest part just keep going right so i also feel like that ties in a lot to that negative talk and not believing in yourself because mm-hmm. once you start that progress and you're starting to see change all that negative negativity and negative talk about yourself comes into play and it's like oh my gosh like i said it's popping off it's getting where i want it to be but what happens when it does right i'm not good enough or i can't keep it up or whatever the negative talk may be you're not believing in yourself and then you just stop it you know and that's not fair to yourself and obviously super self-sabotaging right so my only advice to that would be don't be scared of success Mm -hmm. believing yourself like you're worthy Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you be you know you
0: were put on this earth to do something great right don't be scared of it and if you are scared of it then just be brave about it you know keep going even if you're scared do it even when you're scared right just keep going face your fears and look at it dead in the
1: (laughs) eyes say i got this yeah. too intense too intense calm it down dulce <laughs> i feel like that also connects really really good to our next one which is number nine and that is unkept self-promises <laughs> yes uh, there's one thing i do want to say about this because it, it's so real and i feel like i've thought about it a lot ever since i saw a post about it which said whenever you have a job and your job tells you you need to be here nine to five every day you show up nine to five sometimes earlier and stay later Mm -hmm. but when you're working on your own thing and you tell yourself okay i'm gonna start at such and such time and you don't do it why are you respecting somebody else's you know schedule more than your own Mm -hmm. you're not keeping that promise to yourself right I, don't know, I love that. I think it was by Gary Vee. He said mm-hmm. it a lot better, but I just wanted to say that before we started giving our two
0: cents. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Actually, that's kind of where I was going to take it to because after you had told me about particularly that quote, I w- I was so mind blown whenever you told me about it because that was the first time I actually heard about it. And I I'm was so like... smart. <laughs> I should be a life coach or something. <laughs> or something, yeah. and Literally, my whole job is quoting <laughs> Gary Vee. <Post. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Bro. But I'm literally guilty of that like whenever I was going to work like I'd get there right on time and I'll stay later or whatever and well depending on what job okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> depending on what job it was <laughs> but um whenever it came to my own timing like let's say I was I told myself I'm gonna go to the gym at eight now I'd get like there. At like 10, okay, two hours later. Or if not, I wouldn't even go. You know, I wasn't respecting the time that I would give myself. And that was like for any kind of thing. Again, how we were saying, oh, I'm going to start doing this at 2. And then 2.05 hits. I'm like, oh, no, I got to wait at at 3. You know, Mm -hmm. like I wasn't respecting my own word for myself. But I kept respecting everybody else's or the other company's word over myself. You know, and that in itself, I just i lacked the respect for myself that i was giving to others right and it kind of put things into perspective and it made me start to question why i wasn't respecting myself why i wasn't taking myself seriously in that sense and obviously i'm still working through that because i still show up late to things here and there i mean i was did show up like 15 minutes late today but we
1: have gotten a lot better 15 minutes is a lot better than like two hours true but yeah no we definitely have to keep ourselves accountable and be respectful of our own time for sure like if we say eight
0: be there at eight Mm -hmm. like i said like everything everybody is a work in progress including myself you know Mm -hmm. we're not perfect right but that self-respect in terms of valuing my promises to myself that's still something that i need to hold up for myself Mm -hmm. because it's just not okay i'm not here's the thing i'm not a person that normally breaks promises for when it comes to other people but i'll break my own promises to myself right and it's like so in a sense i'm valuing other people and i'm not valuing myself i'm not saying that i should break the promises with other people i'm just saying that i should keep the promises with myself as I do with other people Mm -hmm. you know so
1: no yeah for sure but yeah just like you said you got to keep your promises to yourself because when you don't not only are you not respecting yourself respecting your own time but you're letting yourself down right because when you make when you sit down you have all those goals you make all those plans when you make those plans you are making like you don't have to outright say I promise myself Mm -hmm. when you sit down and put that pen to paper and write down your plan step by step, that is a way of a promise. That is a way of saying, this is how I get there. And I promise myself I will have this outcome. Right. You know, just because you're not saying out here, pinky promise. It doesn't mean it's Mm -hmm. not a promise. It just looks a little different. And it's not fair to yourself that you don't, that you're not believing in yourself or that you're just simply not respecting your own time. Like we do talk a lot about on this podcast about, you know, being an entrepreneur when you tell yourself you're going to start doing something at a certain time and you think, oh, well, you know, because I'm the owner, the one in charge, whatever, I won't get fired. That doesn't make it okay because Mm -hmm. other people are depending on you, even if you don't have employees yet you maybe have kids that depend on you you have a partner that depends on you so that dependency may look different and you know it might not be employees but it doesn't mean you don't have people depending on you but more and more more importantly did i say more like three times (laughs) (laughs) but more importantly you have yourself depending on yourself right you know
0: yeah and also whenever you're making those promises and you break those promises to yourself well Look at it this way. Whenever you make a promise to someone and you don't keep that promise, what ends up happening is they start losing trust in you, right? So whenever you make those promises with yourself and you break those promises, you're starting to lose trust in yourself. And that inevitably leads to you not believing yourself anymore. So when you start telling yourself, I'm going to show up at 9, in the back of your mind, no, I'm not going to show up at like 12. Which I do that. And I tell myself, I'm going to show up at 9. No, I'm not going to show up at 12. (laughs) You came up with that? Yeah. You didn't see that in the post, though. <laughs> no. Get it, girl. Doll, no, this is why I told you to show up at one where we're really supposed to meet up at three. <laughs> my family does not
1: trust my time management. And if there's a party at three, they will lie to me and tell me it's at one because I know I will show up at three. <laughs> That's what we did for you.
0: That's what we did to you for Thanksgiving. Um, and I remember? still showed up late You still showed up Okay, okay. <laughs> To be fair Me and Janet Kind of messed up there Because my uh, my mom Was literally in the conversation Be like Tell her to show up at 12 We were like I'm um, like oh, That's a little pushing a little too far I'm gonna tell her at 1 So I told you I'm like Okay show up at 1 And Janet texts you She's like Show up at 2 And you are telling me Oh well Janet said 2 And I'm like Oh shit And then Janet was like Next to me I'm like Janet <laughs> Oh my gosh <laughs> She's not gonna show up On time now And I
1: didn't Well okay I didn't show up on time to the time y'all told me to show up but as soon as i showed up was like at the perfect time because y'all were like taking pictures yeah not eating yet yeah that's so funny <laughs> okay but to be fair i feel like i've gotten a lot better for sure like before i used to be like dead ass like four hours late oh for sure now no later than like two and that's pushing i feel like now i'm like 30 minutes to an hour yeah if that but i feel like there's been sometimes that i've been on time
0: mm-hmm
1: I just want to give myself a little credit because I yes, have. I will give you credit. I've this, been trying to be so much better about that because I mm-hmm. also feel like it's rude. Like right. I know it's so common again in our Mexican culture to be late. Like we're known to be late. If there's even like so many memes and videos about it when a party says they start at eight and you actually show up and it's like people still setting up. Yeah. But I also feel like that's disrespectful of people's time.
0: hmm like you know saying to show up at this time and then they show up on time and it's just like oh well
1: yeah right yeah and I feel like that's why I've been trying to do a lot better because I've started to see it in that way because I'm like okay you set time aside from your day Mm -hmm. to say that you want to meet me from two to five let's just Mm -hmm. say a random time and i don't show up till four and now we got to push it back well i don't know what you got going on after five Mm -hmm. and now you got to push it back like that's not fair to you or you know i show up late and you don't want to push your thing back. So now we can only meet for an hour. Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's just very, in my opinion now, now disrespectful to other people's time. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm not valuing your time and I'm only seeing my time. And I don't care if I'm showing up four hours late. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just, I think it's inconsiderate, you know? Right. And yeah. that's how I see it now. And that has helped a lot to be on time. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I wouldn't like it if I told someone to show up at two and I'm actually there at two and they don't show up till like five. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, also depending on the event. Like, if it's a sleepover,
0: then maybe. Yeah.
1: But even yeah, I try not to be. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, uh, that's something que nuestra gente, come on, tenemos que arreglar. Yeah. And then also, if your mom tells
0: you she's twenty minutes around the twenty minutes away from the house, no, you better not believe that shit. She's an hour away. An hour. <laughs> she hasn't even left the house. She hasn't left the house. She's not even in the car yet.
1: She's still in the shower. Okay. <laughs> and to be fair, if you're not Mexican and you have Mexican friends or people around you like <laughs> if they don't tell you they're on their way no if you don't call them and hear that they're on their way mm-hmm. then don't don't <laughs> believe them don't believe them. <laughs> we're so bad with time but see that's the thing like it's always been that way and it's us our parents and mm-hmm. of course not everyone there's like your dad he's always on time oh my dad's mm-hmm. always punctual but like see, my mom's worse than me <laughs> well we used to be the same but now because i'm more on time she's worse than me uh-huh i mean with certain things i understand cause she lives so far so for her right. it's like a whole trip but like even when she wasn't you know but yeah it's like embedded in us to like not be on time yeah always yeah. Yeah. late. and yeah.
0: that's how
1: like the mexican thing is if you want your party to start at eight you tell everyone at five yes because you know everyone will show up even yet yeah, they'll still show up at like nine. Oh, for sure <laughs> Just expect everybody to be late, that's all. Yeah, which is, like, again, mi gente, let's fix that. Yeah. That's not right mm-hmm. to other people. Like, let's oh. be
0: real. It's a little <laughs> it's a little disrespectful. <laughs> but. Ya yeah, que la hacemos free now. I mean, we can only do our part. Yes. So. But it is what it is, right? But, yeah, no.
1: At the end of the day, keep your promises to yourself. Respect yourself and respect your time like you would a company. Mm-hmm. You know? But... Safe to say let's move on. Safe to say let's move on. The very last one, number 10 of ways we self-sabotage is ignoring problems. Ooh, I'm an expert at that one. Ooh. <laughs> then leave the conversation, please. <laughs> I actually started thinking about this
0: scene in Teen Wolf. Sorry. Not us with a bunch of scenes <laughs> where it were Scott as. um. I don't watch that show. Before. Okay, the main character asked my favorite character, Dylan O'Brien. Okay. His name is Styles in the show. He's like, Well, what do you do whenever you have a problem? Well, he's like, well, I just usually ignore it until it goes away. <laughs> I love his sarcasm in the show. Anyways, that's basically what I do. A lot of the or I, I try not to do it as often as I used to do it. But I used to do it so much where it's like, Well, I decide I don't mind kind of thing. You know? Mm-hmm. If I had a problem, I just would try not to think about it. I'd distract myself with a whole bunch of other things. That way I wouldn't think about it. (laughs) And it would work, you know, for Mm -hmm. like those few moments where I wasn't thinking about it. But soon enough, it would come right back in front of me and be like, nah, I need attention right now. It's like, well, shit, I don't know what to do about you. You know, so I'm just kind of stuck here Mm -hmm. facing this problem, not knowing what to do. So it's kind of like I'm frozen. So then that itself becomes a problem so it's a problem on top of another problem and it's just like well shit i don't know what the fuck to do about it now and it just becomes a whole chaotic disaster oh for sure so and how is that self-sabotaging you may ask by giving yourself more problems (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah like you're te estás haciendo la vida más complicada de lo que debe de ser yeah Wow, that oh. was such a smooth sentence. <laughs> that went dulce, Eli, dulce. What? <laughs> Sorry, I had to point that accent. It just flowed. That flew. No, it didn't flew. It flowed. <laughs> it flew. It flewed. <laughs> it flewed. It flowed. <laughs> <It> flew. <laughs> <It> flew. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're too in sync. <laughs> but yeah, no, that that's no good. I know. But I feel like this one, I don't have too much expertise on because i'd like to think i i face problems
0: pretty much head on mm-hmm. so i don't necessarily ignore them gotcha the ways that i've ignored him is usually by my forms of trying to escape which has always been usually the same things i'm like yes i have uh huh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> when you said it that way i thought of gotcha. yeah so i've always had like different forms of escape so Sometimes I do it just because I actually do want to enjoy those things, but I have to always keep in mind why I'm doing those things because a lot of the time I'm doing it to ignore a problem without noticing. So a lot of the things that I'll do is I'll start watching movies or TV. I'll start overeating because I'm an emotional eater and I'll usually like do art or I'll start going to the gym, like spending hours on end at the gym, like 24 7 basically my life it literally becomes a gym <laughs> and by all means like technically yes it is physically healthy but mentally it's not whenever you're using it in that sense right right or it'll be art or it'll be any kind of thing that's something that just takes my mind away from the actual problem mm-hmm. whenever i notice that I, i'm doing those activities with the intent of distracting me then that's when I know that I'm trying to avoid a problem. Right. And now that I do it, I'll, again, like some, I'll do like a mental check-in with myself and I'll start asking myself like, okay, why am I ignoring this problem? I basically give myself whole therapy sessions to myself. Who needs a therapist when you got yourself in a mirror? And it works perfectly in the shower. Okay. I don't know why. The shower is just my spot. Showers are for epiphanies. Yeah those two facts those two <laughs> but yeah i do a lot of my therapy sessions in the shower <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> that's shower where our, hit. yeah that's where our deepest thoughts come in yeah same yeah so i'll start doing mental check-ins with myself like asking myself why i'm doing it once i start asking myself and i can have those sessions or those communication that communication with myself i start getting to the actual root problem and once i can tackle that problem that main problem what i thought was so big doesn't seem so big anymore and i can actually tackle it down right but before this that i learned how to do all this i didn't know how to do all this and so i would just indulge into all of my escapes
1: yeah
0: you know i didn't have the tools that i have now you weren't as self-aware
1: right Mm -hmm. i wasn't
0: as self-aware and i didn't know how to manage that issue just yet rally but i do now So I'm not saying that I don't try to escape anymore because I do. You know, I still have my problems. Yeah. But and I think it's also important to note
1: that you can do it in a healthy way. Like escapes don't always have to be escapes. They can be distractions because I do believe there are certain problems that can't be fixed right away. Mm -hmm. And so just taking Being a step back from it right because if you're just constantly thinking about it and stressing yourself out it isn't gonna fix that problem mm-hmm. if it can't be fixed right away right? right like if let's say it's i can't even think of anything but let's just say something that can not be fixed right away you can just st- take a step back take a hot shower maybe watch a movie to just distract yourself because if you overstress that's also very very unhealthy right but you have to be self-aware enough to know the difference Mm -hmm. are you doing it to distract yourself because you cannot fix that problem right away or you can fix that problem right away and you just don't want to Mm -hmm. so you're escaping right they're different but they look so identical it i mean it takes work to know the difference right
0: sometimes you do need a break from the problem so that you can clear your mind because if your mind is not clear to solve that problem then you're not going to be able to solve it right so you Every now and then, yeah, you do need a break, Mm -hmm. you know, from what's going on. You need a break from the problem to, I guess, declutter or clear your mind. Right. And whenever you come back to it, you can actually see the solution. Because sometimes the solution is literally right in your face. You just can't see it because you're like so into it. Yeah. 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 So you just need to clear your head. And however you choose to do that, that's your decision. Right. Mm -hmm. No, I definitely agree. So
1: definitely know the difference and definitely know it's okay to distract but just don't do it in a healthy way Mm -hmm. or to escape right like our friend ellie here yes (laughs) i like my escapes (laughs) but yeah so for me i think where i ignore problems a lot is when it comes to mental health Mm -hmm. so for me I am like if I'm feeling super stressed or I feel my anxiety come up really bad or like I feel a depressive mode, a depressive stage. Yeah. Episode. I'm like, nope, not here. Not right now. And I'm Mm -hmm. like straight to the TV and I literally like dive into my TV shows. And it's so bad to where I am almost not self-aware. Like like one of those out of body experiences you know that some people have yeah I have those but like it's almost like my consciousness leaves my body and enters the show if that makes sense that makes sense. like it's really bad and I do that for days on end Mm -hmm. until my depression or my anxiety is like (laughs) you thought (laughs) and it comes full force and then I'm just like oh shit Mm -hmm. and that's when I'm like I need to go see my therapist (laughs) and then I kind of tell her what's going on and then she'll like help me out of this literally (laughs) throw me a rope (laughs) and of course she will she's freaking great but yeah that's i think where i struggle with a lot where Mm -hmm. i'm like out of sight out of mind if i'm like if i'm not thinking of being depressed i won't be depressed if i'm not thinking of anxiety i won't be you know anxious Mm -hmm. but psych it makes it worse because i'm not acknowledging acknowledging oh my god uh, you said it right acknowledging, acknowledging
0: it mm-hmm. I
1: don't know why that felt so wrong <laughs> and I'm not fixing it because that's what mm-hmm. you need to do just acknowledge the problem acknowledge the problem <laughs> and fix it oh my god cannot talk se me esta saliendo lo mexicano de la lengua but yeah that's not good either because yeah right. again te estas haciendo la vida mas complicada
0: y para que there's no need there's no reason homegirl girl. <laughs> we just like to make our lives difficult I guess just, just human nature <laughs> a ustedes también les dice su mamá oh my god our parents love to tell us te gusta la, la, la vida complicada don't they say, la, mala la vida mi, dura la oh. vida, vida mala la mala vida mala
1: vida they're like te gusta la mala, mala vida? vida ahí te pones mm-hmm. I know I know I know we be pues doing, doing it te on purpose manda? bro no entiendes si te acaba de pasar lo
0: mismo ahí te gusta estar <laughs> no aprendiste <laughs> no I didn't that's not repeating it
1: i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) but yeah all of these all of this list well to say i feel like there's a lot more ways you can self-sabotage oh for sure and it looks different for everyone you know all of this does not it's not one size fits all Mm -hmm. we're all different something that may work for ellie may not work for me vice versa whatever may work for you may not work for us if it works for us it does not work for you however it is good to know and kind of hear what other people do to deal with these type of things and you know nitpick one from here one from there and to see what helps you but yeah there's way much uh, but yeah there's a way longer list than what we just said but i think we chose these because it's the ones we struggle with the most and I think it's the one that we can give our perspective and our firsthand struggle with. Right. Y muchas gracias por haber estado
0: aquí con nosotros en este episodio. And make sure you follow us on all socials. That way you stay up to date on all of our latest news and announcements. And you can find us everywhere at Soul Sisters Lounge. And we'll see y'all back here in two weeks. Bye. Bye.